expect them to be their best self, but I know that it's only when they're ready to. And so I'm here to support for however long that takes them. We'll eventually get there. You know, we're rowing in the boat. We're going to get to the other side. It's up to you if we go real fast or we go real slow. And I'll take you at whatever point of your journey you're in because I've been at any point of that journey. Welcome to Badass Mind and Body. I'm your host, Jesse Wallace, also known as The Bubbly Badass. As a fitness professional, my goal is to empower you through an inspiring message, share intentional conversations with guests, and give you educational tips on how to optimize your lifestyle through a holistic approach to fitness and wellness. My mission is to help you understand how to connect and build a badass mind and body. Let's get to work. Well, welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm super excited. I am sitting with the one and only Danny D. She is a body positive fitness trainer and owner of Danny D Fitness. She's been featured in Shape Magazine. She also went viral for flipping. <laughs> yeah, she went viral for flipping a 500 pound tire, which is straight up badass. Thank you. You should go check out that video. It's pinned on her Instagram. And she also has her own podcast called Love Your Body Podcast. Mm-hmm. And she's competed in strong man bodybuilding and she's just a strong ass woman one of the strongest women if not the strongest woman in Nashville (laughs) so whatever Danny puts her mind to she just goes full force in it and I've really seen that even if it's been really cool to just watch your journey over the years so Danny welcome oh thank you so much girl I really appreciate you having me on that was so sweet very kind of you you know all all the things I really support you know your mission as well and and everything and just watching you grow in the community it's been really cool yeah thank you I appreciate that oh I also forgot to mention you now have a supplement hey. company <laughs> yeah That's, by energy booster yes yes um can't wait for you to try some um blueberry pomegranate is the flavor mm-hmm. just have the one flavor for now but it's in all nutrition factory stores ruck nutrition in murfreesboro and i sell it on my website that's incredible well. yeah. you're just jack of all trades you just really <laughs> have expanded your business you were even on a billboard the the mm-hmm. big billboard off of was it broadway the nashville sign yeah. uh, so i was on the nashville sign which is like um Right, mid like downtown, and then um, on Fifth and Broadway. I also did um, a partnership yeah. with them for a Move Fit pop up, and they yes. had a billboard uh, or has. Uh, had me on that billboard as well. Yeah, that's incredible. So something I learned about you recently is that you were actually a dancer growing up, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. competitive dancer. So I danced since the age of three uh, and then started competing at 10 um, and uh, moved my way up to all of the, to the oldest and most competitive team. Um, mm-hmm. I was the youngest on that team. And uh, yeah, so I did that, made it into a dance college actually uh, that was going to be in LA. I uh, ended up not going. I went to UT instead. Um, and then I was a part of a dance company there after like sophomore year and stuff when I started getting healthy again. What made you pivot from L.A. to UT? Well, I would have loved to have gone, but because I danced all my life, I never, you know, I never I didn't have the money or anything to go. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, no, like, you know, and again, I don't think I could have survived right. in L.A. at 17 and with uh just like with things that would have probably come about from that, I think about that all the time of like, I don't regret not going there. I definitely feel like UT, I learned a lot about myself and my journey and I wouldn't be here today if I wouldn't have gone there. So everything works out how it's supposed to. Of course, it always but, does. But yeah, that was a, that was kind of a hard pill to swallow at the top. 
was really heart-wrenching. Um, and then I tried out for the UT dance team, made it to the last round, and then didn't make it, uh, make the cut there. And so I was like, wow, well, I'm just like never going to dance again, never going to have any movement, and was very bitter about it. And so freshman year, I joined a sorority, did that whole vibe, and just was miserable. Um and, you know, I put on a lot of weight. I stopped moving completely. I went to the gym one time there and was like, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I saw all the girls wearing their, like, oversized tank tops. And I was like, yeah, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just did not fit in. And I hated it. So I just ate, went to class, whatever. Hung out with, like, high school friends. I mm-hmm. went there. And then it wasn't until I went home for uh, went for home for the summer, came back that next year and was like, you know what? I just I'm gonna try to do something. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get healthy, do something or whatever. And uh, actually knew of another girl that was like auditioning for um, a spot to be a group fitness instructor. Oh, and I and I was like, and there was a certification, and she was like, yeah, it's like tomorrow. And I was like, okay, can I like borrow your book to study? And she was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna go show up anyway. And I did, and that was my first job. Um, no way. And so you, yeah, of course, see anything you put your mind to, yes, you do it. Yeah. I just learned this about you. <laughs> and it was it was so sweet. It was so like it was such a good moment because it was like you know I finally I finally like got like my kind of like my gumption back you mm-hmm. know because I, I just gotten so timid and so like from the age of like 14 like I, I mean I was like this go-getter like I said got on this dance team I was the, old, the youngest on the oldest team mm-hmm. just rocking and rolling doing my thing and then I um, got put on steroids because of uh, acid reflux so wow. when that happened I was on them for way too long and I put on like 20 pounds well the doctor told my mom like hey like she like Basically, they they told her, like, she'll lose the weight. Like, don't worry. She's active. But I ate so poorly. Right. But because no one cared because I was smaller when I was younger. You know, so they didn't, didn't care that I ate trash every day. I ate ramen noodles, two liters of soda every day until they could, like, physically see it on me. Then it became a problem. Mm-hmm. And that is why I have such a problem with the fitness industry and with, like, just in general. Mm-hmm. Because no one cared about my health until it didn't look appealing to the eye anymore. Right. Right? Because your body type or weight, it doesn't... Like, someone can be really skinny and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Someone can be, uh, in, like, bigger in a larger body. body. Yeah. In a larger body. And they can also be healthy. It, yes. And also, like, the mindset in either areas can be healthy or unhealthy yeah. it, do, it just there's an extreme there's a spectrum yeah exactly and yeah. that's where I got so it was kind of one of those things where the, I just kind of um I talk about this on my podcast and stuff mm-hmm. too and just in my journey that like um that I literally you know, started dealing with like then like body dysmorphia and all these things and just didn't know where I fit I didn't know how I looked I was constantly you know like how do how do people see me mm-hmm. I don't know how I see me and I felt like I was like being choked honestly like I couldn't breathe um for about like I said from the age of like I'd say 15 really until um I started getting healthy again so like 19 it's like four years but like those pivotal years man I just stopped like talking really like I kind of just got quiet mm-hmm. listened to people around me and did what they did and went with the flow and tried to get everyone to like me and stuff like that and then finally like sophomore year I was like dude I'm just gonna do this for myself I'm tired of people talking about my weight tired of people overlooking me I'm tired of whatever like I'm just gonna start living a healthy lifestyle and and do it my way I was tired of being put on diets. Like, I was just over it. And so when I started doing that, and then so becoming a group fitness instructor at one of my heaviest times was so special because I got to teach and, and feel, like, safe in, in that gym. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would never even go out to the gym part. I would just go back to the studio, yeah. teach classes, packed classes, loved it. And that's where I started cultivating MoveFit and creating that dance format of mine um, that I do all around the community and stuff. And 
it, it was a really special time. And so I'll always be forever grateful for TSL and Chris Bazer who believed in me and they gave me the, that position. And then from there, I noticed that there weren't any female personal trainers. So after doing that for a year, really getting into my groove, then getting the food on top of that, and like understanding my body a little bit more, um, running a lot doing classes, teaching cycling, teaching kickboxing, doing different things, getting into some strength work. I was like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to just see what, you know, else is out there. So let me try to be a personal trainer. Yeah. And so I taught or I trained, um, you know, students, obviously, mm-hmm. and then also like faculty. Um, and that was really special um, in, in that in that gym. And so it's like this gym that I was so fearful of. Now I'm like training people. Isn't that cool how you can just turn mm-hmm. your mindset around? Because I did the same thing. I went I to Belmont. That. And when I, I the story is the first time I walked mm-hmm. in the gym, I looked around and I immediately walked out and went for a run instead. Yeah. So I 100%. said for a while, like running was all I knew. Yep. And it wasn't until a cute boy <laughs> asked me if I was going to the gym. And I said, ah. yeah, but he was really nice. And, um, yeah. and he showed me some things around the gym. I looked yeah. up YouTube stuff. And I love that. That's just kind of how mine was born. And, I, and then a new confidence was built in me as well. So yeah. it's similar but different where yeah. we kind of don't feel confident. But then eventually that door is opened again. Yeah. That we can find our confidence. And sometimes, it, it you know, it might not be the strength room first. It could be a dance class first. Yes. There's not a one size fits all of yeah. where you find your confidence and fitness yeah, yeah I love that that's so special and it's so cool because it's like it really does show you that like just being kind in mm-hmm. the gym or being I mean I'm everyone's probably laughing as listening to this because I am not the nicest person when I go I'm in the gym because I'm so it's more because I'm serious yes, you know same. I'm just thinking about a million things but like if someone needed something obviously like I'm going to help them or talk to them or whatever yeah. but it, it's just funny because you know just having those people that believe in you or that like want you to be successful and they may not even know you but they're mm-hmm. like hey like they see the potential in you. And that's like Matt, my trainer, you yeah. know, Andrea's uh, now fiance. Yeah. Um, you know, he believed in me from the get go. He never once was like, uh, I don't really think you're like meant for that or that. He was the one that, that actually prompted Strongman. I was like, going to ask that. Okay, yeah. 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 He said to me, because I, I did the National Fit Games and mm-hmm. after and I saw how motivating he was. And I was there by myself. And uh, my dad came for the last little bit of it. But. Aww. But um, I was there and I got second and I knew I could have gotten better or done better and won. But I was just like, you know, I trained for it myself. But I'm also building this business. And, and you know, I, I was kind of putting my, my fitness on the back burner. And so I did the, the National Fit um, Games because Ryan had asked me to. Um, and so I did it. And when I saw Matt, he was cheering on one of his clients. And I was like, dang, like. I want that. Like, I need that support. That like cheerleader. Where, yeah, mm-hmm. like, where is my cheerleader? Where is my, like, vibe? Like, where's my community, right? And I knew people were doing stuff afterwards. I just didn't feel a part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And so we started working literally two weeks later. We met up at, like, Whole Foods to talk about, like, you know, the plan or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what do you want to work on? So when I got to him the first time, I was like, yeah, like, agility, speed, you know? Mm-hmm. So he puts out this ladder, okay, and literally, like, you know, just, like, to do some training on. And he's like, hey, feet in, like, one, two, one, two, like this drill. No joke. I go, one, two, ah. And I, I like, stop. And I'm like, no. I'm like, oh. And he's like, are you okay? I was like, uh. I don't know what happened, but my calf was like killing me. And I and I was so embarrassed and, and whatever. And he just made me feel so safe. And he was like, no, it's cool. It's cool. Let's do something else. Like, okay. And so just totally re-repped it. He was like, here, pick up these weights and let's do mm-hmm. farmer carries. So I picked up like 30s. And he was like, was that light? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. And then we jumped to like 50s, I think. And then he was like, is that light? And I was like, yeah. And then we jumped up to more. Like, And he was just like, after that session, I think it was after that one or maybe a couple of them, he was like, you know, you're really strong, right? 
Yeah. And I was like, you know, I thought I was. I'd been going to these CrossFit classes. Right. I did all these different classes because of the fitness festival that I did, Find Your Fit, mm-hmm. that I put on. I wanted to experience, like, good instructors and get them mm-hmm. in there and stuff, whatever. And um, for those festivals. And uh, and so, anyway, so I, I just was trying to find where I fit, and I could not find that. And he was literally like, I think you should get in this, like, strongman thing. I don't really know a lot about it, but I did this one comp, but I don't think I'm going to keep doing it. But you should talk to this strongman guy. And so that he connected me with Blake, mm-hmm. me and him talked for like two hours, three hours that day. And he was so passionate about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I got to find out, like, what this is. Right. And from there, I mean, we literally met up that week, that week, all three of us. And we just like I was like carrying like a 400 pound yoke on my back. That's incredible. Yeah. And, That's and, incredible. And then literally, <laughs> That's a lot of weight. And then literally Blake was like, yeah, there's a comp like this coming weekend. And we met at Quantum. And he's like, there's one this coming weekend. If y'all want to like do one like crash course session on some stuff, like whatever. And Matt's like, I'm not going to go to that. And I was like, dude, I want to go. And I was like, if you like, if you want to go or if you'll go with me, I'll go. Wow. And he was like. It like compete with me, and he's like, okay. So, so he wasn't even gonna compete in mm, the first place. No. Oh wow! So he had already competed like months prior at this one competition okay. in Mammoth. That's okay. what it's called. But like he won a Catalda Nationals, but he's like, I don't think we to keep going with this. And then he, and then I said something like, Hey, I'm not going unless you go with me. Because I didn't want to go with this. I didn't know really know Blake. I was like, I don't want to go with this random guy up to right. like Kentucky or wherever it was. Yeah, Kentucky. Anyway, me and we we show up, and me and Matt won. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's still killing it too. And yeah. you've won, have you won a few others after that? I yes. thought so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I won the first one and then the next one, which I won as well and qualified for nationals. So I went to nationals 2018 with them. Mm-hmm. We competed. I got 15th in the country uh, in the middleweight division. So that was like dead center in the middle, which was awesome. And then after that, went to the next comp, qualified for nationals there. Then went to another one and, and didn't do as hot at that one. It was very competitive. Um, and then uh, did the Music Safe Strong Man one and um, where I flipped the tire so because, right. and then won that one. Uh, went to nationals again. And then um, after that, I did one more comp or two actually, but one in 2020. And what happened was I was doing a 400-pound farmer carry, which I did a million times, into a 405 deadlift. Mm-hmm. Did it for four reps. But what happened was the plates were sliding. And I had a pre-existing, um, pre-existing condition where I had to fracture my back from doing flips and aerials from competitive dancing. And you know, I always had back pain mm-hmm. growing up and whatever because I should have had surgery, but I didn't. Just let it mend and whatever and, and healed how it healed. And so basically what happened was the handles were too low and then the, the, the being the off balance and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the adrenaline, I, I didn't notice till the next morning, but like when I rolled out of bed, I couldn't get up. Like I, I was hunched over. So basically all of 2020, I was in severe pain, but I continued to back squat 300 pounds, continued mm-hmm. to deadlift, continued to do things, even did another strongman competition that, that in December to support Blake. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I got to take this seriously. Like mm-hmm. I got to And I was also going through like trauma and grief and loss and stuff like that. So for me, I put all my all my actual health that I needed to be focusing on into others and helped them right. and continue to have my business and stay successful and keep doing cool things and go on the news and all this stuff, whatever. And then finally, it took a year of just excruciating pain. My leg was completely numb um, mm-hmm. for about three years. So it's just now kind of coming back. But even like today, it's a little bit numb. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of those things where I literally like did it and it just it it altered everything it changed everything yeah because i i noticed that yeah you weren't lifting as heavy for a while Mm -hmm. and now you've gotten more into bodybuilding which i'll touch on in a second yeah but going through all of that pain and hardship at the same time do you think some of the pain you were experiencing did any of it feel like it was emotional as well like the emotional pain was also coming into your body oh 100 percent. and because maybe were you suppressing anything i just yeah i truly believe in that connection that our 
emotional pain is stored in the body. Yes, no, 100%. Because I tell my clients all the time that like the the grossness that they have like going on in their life, the stress, whatever, it's like black tar. So as you start to lose weight, as you start to you lose, you lose that tar, you like get it off of you and to, so they can like visualize it. But that's that negativity. And that's why we want to keep that away and like turn the negative into a positive. But so for me, it was very frustrating because I, I was dating someone. I was in my first like real relationship, whatever. Come to find out, lots of things went down. He was just like, a really bad person. And I, I it just was a hard thing because he did strongman with us and everything like that. And he's now passed away. And um, and uh, so I dealt with all that. Meanwhile, not being able to fill my leg, not being able to lift this heavy putting on weight you know I'm just like uncomfortable um 2021 comes around I'm like okay I'll work with these doctors like virtually if I need to whatever try to get better but um but yeah I mean all of it just really took a toll on me I mean I was agitated every day I was depressed so sad and and then you know I actually so it was I think March of 2021 and I was maybe February but anyway I was like you know what I'm gonna wake up and have a good day. Like I was a body positive influencer for Connect Nashville. So I rolled out of bed that day. I was like, I have a blowout today for my hair girl. You know, I have a spray tan, all these things. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the mindset. I'm not gonna be sad today. I'm gonna like live my life and have a good day. And I thought about what is a day that I can remember that where I just felt beautiful, strong, sexy, all the things. And it was back at that competition in Nashville because all my friends came there. I had clients that flew in for it, clients, ambassadors, my parents. It was the only strongman competition they've ever seen of me. And I remember, and I was like, okay, if I have a video of that tire flip, I'll do a throwback Thursday. And so I put that video up and then I go do all my things, like my blowout, you know, all things, whatever. It's like five o'clock that day and my phone kept blowing up, but I was like doing meetings and stuff and not thinking. And, and I started seeing like I had put it up on TikTok and I didn't know how TikTok really worked. And so all of a sudden I'm getting all these like comments and stuff. I'm so I'm re- replying back and replying. And then I didn't realize I'm like, oh, this is a thousand comments, like 10,000 comments. I'm like, whoa, 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 I can't reply back to all these. Like, what's going on? And so I'm like flipping out, freaking out or whatever. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I like realize all my Instagram's blowing up. And I'm like, oh, shoot, this is going viral. So I meet up a blanket. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So anyway, yeah. so, but it was just such a beautiful moment because I wasn't trying to do that. I wasn't seeking that. I, that was the first thing for my mind at that time because I was just literally getting out of bed, which has never been hard for me, never been challenging, no matter what, you know, and to sit there and have those days and then be like, no, I'm going to choose to have a good day. And then that's what happened. Yeah. I, and I truly do believe that your mindset mm-hmm. and how you live your life, that does it affects everything else, oh, and, yeah. and you just never know what can happen when you change your mindset like yes. that and something. And yeah, and of course, like going viral, it doesn't have to be the coolest thing, but it was a cool thing because yeah. for you, you're running a business. Yeah. And so going viral, it it does really help when you're running a well, business. Yeah, and yeah. it was something that like it was so random of the thing that it would be. You know, mm-hmm. I would have thought that it would some, be something else, but for it to be, to showcase the flipping the five hour tire, for it to, to I mean, because one, I was the only woman to be able to do it at the competition. Two, showing a body that's not, you know, uh, you know, yeah, not perfect, but not um, a CrossFit type Bob, not a you know body and I uh, heavier strong woman right so like because you know they get a lot of attention too because they're lifting like massive amounts so it was like middleweights never really got like a you know they're like oh you're like fit but you're kind of not but you are but you know you're kind of in that weird spot and so to then be seen ESPN Sports Center Reddit people are talking about this whatever it was so cool because it was like okay not only does this bring like validity to the sport it showcases a strong woman doing something that 
that most women don't do on the reg, right? Like flipping tires and whatever, especially a heavy one. But also just, again, it wasn't about, you know, it was about my body being capable. It wasn't about how it looked while I was doing it, even though people kind of made it like that, you know? You know, but again, I didn't, I didn't take any of the comments any type of way. I was just like, this is a beautiful moment and I'm going to do what I can, you know, and I got um, speaking engagements from it, like with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and then I got into Shape Magazine. It's incredible. And they did a piece on me and get to be the Shape Squad instructor. And so there's a lot of really cool connections. Opportunities and connections that came out of it. For yeah. Sure. And even just like people that like knew me growing up were like, is this you? Like, like yeah. what is going on? You know, whatever. And like, that was so cool because yeah. it was just like, it showed, you know, my nieces, my nephews, it show, I mean, People like, you know, out in the country being like, dang, like that. This is so incredible. Yeah, it really is. And it really just kind of everything that you've worked up to to that point as well being a body positive fitness trainer. Yeah. It just kind of it really showed through that, hey, look, look at me at this right body type that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. to do this cool thing. Like I can show you that you yeah. can be strong no matter what body type you and, are. And for the listeners, I realize you guys might not know what a middleweight is. So but middleweight is uh anyone who ha- like does strong man has to weigh in at one eighty point four, um, like uh or under, okay, for middleweight. Um so between like one sixty and one eighty point four. Okay. So anything over that that, like you're a heavyweight so then you got to go against girls that are like 260 240 so you want to yeah. make sure that you're in that cut because yeah. usually I sat at like 196 like you know my yeah. first comp I think I was like 196 and so they were like you really want to try to get to middleweight and that way you can do like a small little cut and then compete and whatever and then by the time you eat and stuff you're back to like that uh 185 186 spot which where I felt like decent at and fit but like felt strong at um so anyway so that is where I was so again this isn't the moment of like oh I was not athletic or I wasn't fit like I was and and it was just in my way you know and that's why I like strongman because it was never about how I look or this or that or whatever I could wear my booty shorts and and just do my deal and just like lift and have fun and it is exhilarating lifting heavy is exhilarating and for anyone listening that wants to lift heavy but is scared about being injured I believe that, I mean, you may think differently, but I believe that at any point in your journey, because our lives are, you know, hopefully long, that you're going to get injured on something. It could be a stupid thing. It could be your kid like knocks you over accidentally or you fall or this or that or whatever. Or It doesn't even have to be in a gym. But I do believe that like you can you will get injured at some point. It is about, you know, it is about how you overcome and adapt to that injury um, and also being as smart as you can be. And anytime you compete in anything, you deal with uh, circumstances that you might not know that could happen. Like who would have thought that the plates were going to slide off the side? Exactly. Anything could happen. I mean, you can slip at your job, no matter what job you have, slip and fall, hurt your back. And um, or even things like you mentioned kids, if you're carrying one kid on one side of your body, that's just going to weigh you down on that side and you go to lift like, like, it's not the lifting that does it, but maybe other things in your lifestyle that may also contribute to when you do go to lift. But also, here's the thing is like you can repair a shoulder, you can repair a knee, you can repair an ankle. Is going through that fun? No. Right. However, my dad, who had two rotator cuff surgeries, one year apart, both shoulders, yeah. he has full range of motion and his shoulder is at 61 years old now. This Heck was yeah. a couple years ago. And he, he can lift weights again. He does yoga now. And he also, he just has full range of motion in his shoulders. And it goes to show that no matter what age you are or what wear and tear you have, 
is not working at all or not lifting weights at all, that's going to work more against you long term because 100%. it can affect your mental health. Yes. It can affect, obviously, your physical health, heart health, etc. So mm-hmm. lifting weights, it's kind of worth the risk. Oh, for sure. And the thing, too, is, guys, is that, like, if you're not doing strongman and whatever, then, like, like your your weights as a female, like, it's probably going to be around the range of, like, let's just say from a 100-pound deadlift to, like, maybe a really fit, you know, female, like doing like 300 pounds, something like that. You know what I mean? So this was excessive. Like this is like my max was 425. Like this is, you know, 500 pound, you know, uh, tire flip. I mean, pulling F250 trucks. Like, so these are extremes. So don't think like when we say lifting heavy that like, oh, you can't lift heavy for your body and for like, you know, like that kind of thing. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Because that's so true. That's so true. I think sometimes people think lifting heavy has to mean like going and doing a strongman or powerlifting competition. Heavy is relative. relative. It's like, what does it mean to you? What does being strong mean to you? Because they can mean all different kinds of things. Does being strong meaning being able to pick up your kid or your dog and and that just feel easy or being able to carry boxes. Uh, and, and that's why having a healthy lifestyle journey is so important. And that's what I preach to my clients is that like, this is your journey and it is up to you to just like to decide how you want to fight for what you want. Mm-hmm. Like I, your goal does not, I never, I never put any of my goals on them. You know what I mean? I never had anybody pull a truck, you know, I wasn't like, okay, right. that's what we're doing. Like I, if somebody did want to do a strongman competition, which I had some, some clients did want to do that. I trained them for that then, you know, and it, I have some people that want to do bodybuilding, you know, it's mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, I will get them with a specific bodybuilding coach, but like to start them out, like, yes, we will get on a healthy lifestyle regimen with that goal and that intention. Um, But I never put like what I'm doing because I've done so many different things Mm -hmm. to find what worked for that season from whether it was doing, you know, I've done like nine half marathons, Spartan races, um, you know, uh, like done like fitness events, like I, you know, done um, now, you know, fitness competitions and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or the wellness competitions at at bodybuilding, um, strongman, you know, so it's again, it's all about the experience. It's about mm-hmm. trying new things to figure out like what works best for your body. Exactly. You might not know, you know, until you go after it. It's what works best for your body and also what you can adhere to. For sure. And that's why I still work with Matt, like because I do want to still lift heavy and things like that. Now, I try not to compare to what I used to. And as we get closer to the show, like I will taper back and not do yes. as heavy. But I mean, I was still lifting like decent numbers, even like a couple of weeks before my show. And I felt really blessed to be able to do that. But my whole intention for both the shows I did was to one, stay mentally healthy, not let the nonsense, you know, or let um, the stereotype of, you know, all of it or expectations or whatever. I was just happy to be there. Like I'm dancing around backstage to Beyonce. I'm like, what's good? Like, you know, everybody's like freaking out about getting on stage. And I'm like, yeah, like we're here. There's nothing more you can do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like we've worked this hard to come like let's have a party now exactly because anxiety is not going to help you get through the show having fun well though yeah because you work so hard for that moment why not have fun but it's almost like people can't appreciate it right you know and that's why i'm really excited i'm going to be a guest speaker at the nashville fit show forum uh, in april and uh, i'll be able to talk about loving your body throughout because it is really hard like imagine we talked about aesthetics right so i used to say the same thing of like i just want to be really strong and like you know and i don't want anything to take away from that or whatever right or i put all these kind of like put myself kind of in a box of mm-hmm. like I don't because I truly didn't believe I could do it I think because of my body shape and size mm-hmm. that I was like well like whatever and, I, and then I told myself you also never thought that you would have been able to deadlift how you did before you know you you also never thought your business like I mean like I did 
I did have aspire for goals and whatever, but like back when I first was starting out, like I never knew what was yeah. going to happen or come about. So like 11 years ago. So it's just like, you never know. So why not shoot for the stars? I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? I lose weight and I feel healthier and I feel better in my body. Like, awesome. Cool. And again, the main reason is I like the, the programming because it is not as heavy of weight, more volume. And it kept me being competitive with myself and interested. And that is what I needed in a time where my mental health was at stake and my body needed repair. Um, so I pivoted that way um, and, you know, continued with PT, continued with massages, continued with ice baths and, uh, and Epsom salt baths. I mean, regular um, to keep me healthy and on point. And with the bodybuilding it has also addressed food triggers mm-hmm. issues. You know, I was one of those people, it was more so, it was not about the whole overeating thing, which is what most people can think that, oh, larger bodies, you know, is because you overeat. Most of the time, and you know this mm-hmm. as a trainer, that's not it. It's you're just not eating enough. And like, I would literally, I would, I literally yeah. would go lift a log, like for Strongman, like a 160 log. So almost my body weight over my head for reps fasted. Okay, I never ate before my That's workouts. Insane. Yeah, I would roll That's out of bed, and, and then I was starting to black out and stuff. And they were like, "Hey, maybe you should eat." We've all like ate pancakes before this. Yeah. Like you're like, and I was like, oh, "Okay, like I'll have a gold bar." You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, Training for powerlifting, I think I was eating anywhere. Between 2,500, sometimes like 2,800 calories a day. That's Because I had to. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, like that's like my goal is like yeah. to be able to like be able to eat that much and still stay healthy and uh, fit and everything. Yeah. So we've like basically rebuilt my metabolism from all the dieting from when I was young and all the lack of eating, you know, the one meal a day, huge meal or whatever. Um it just wasn't good for my metabolism. So a lot of this has been redoing that and getting it to where I can have more calories and and fuel my body properly. I do believe that bodybuilding is such a mentally tough sport. And it's it's mentally tough in terms of the discipline, of course, of training. And then, yes, eating. But there can also be tricky lines because eating disorders can happen. But eating disorders can happen with all kinds of fitness goals. So my main question would be how... Do you go from how lean you were on stage uh-huh. and adjust your mindset after? How has yeah. that been for you? Has Have you struggled at all? If so, tell me yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So my whole like mantra is love your body throughout, right? It used to just be like, love your body. And then I was like, okay, going through these different seasons of life, I'm like, okay, really like lean into that, like love your body throughout of being, you know, putting on... 30 pounds from injury to then losing 65 for stage mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, so... I can appreciate my body at every season because even when I was my heaviest, I just didn't feel good. But like, you know, I still was like, you're still a bad bitch. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I still was like rocking and whatever. And I still always thought I was beautiful and and things like that. And it never was a lack of that. But getting on stage and being that lean and whatever, it was the smallest I've ever been, which was cool. And and it was it was interesting. But and even when I came back off of that, mentally what the hardest part was is that like my whole life like I had never worn those sizes before ever okay right I mean I guess when I was very very little right and to be a a weight that like I was when I was like 10 you know Uh, which to some people still would be like whoa that's still a heavy weight but for me again it was like this is crazy so it was like I've never experienced these things so all of this was so new so for me to go through that and then be like, wow, like, I, I can't wear those clothes anymore. You know, I, I'm out of those. I was like, you know what? It's okay. They're for a season. Just like, don't even put yourself in that situation, like to put them back on mm-hmm. or whatever. Wear your other stuff. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, these are my like leggings that are a little bit stretchier and like bigger for right now. But like, that's okay. But constantly I had to, you know, in my bedroom, I have my, um, the billboard picture, like the, yeah. the dancing, you know, one where I'm jumping and I'm like naked. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that one. And I look at it every day and I'm like, yeah. And that reminds me uh, that you are beautiful no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that, at the end of the day, it is how you perceive yourself like, is for what your goal is calling for, mm-hmm. you know. So if you are having to have those amount of calories because you're trying to build and whatever, right. then you rock with it and you keep that in the forefront of your mind that like you're doing this for your sport. Yes. If you were just doing it for like a healthy lifestyle, and you're just, like living and whatever, then you have to be mindful that like that is why, you know, if you want to maintain your calories, that that's why you don't go back to unhealthy habits of having two liters of soda every day. Yes. You know, like it again, you just have to keep that mindset. So I had to really lean into like my other wellness girls and be like hey is anyone else going through this and, and having community and that is something that we built which is really special it is hard and, and I honestly if I wouldn't have had the confidence that I had before like at mm-hmm. any size and any stage I don't I know why girls have trouble and why they have eating disorders I get it I see it completely mm-hmm. and and so I I truly don't think like me like Danielle at 17 18 or whatever could have done something like that you have a stronger mindset now than you did at 17 18 yes and i've been through stuff right so i i realize that like life is so short and there's so many other things that are so much more important exactly. than if like my stomach rolls over my leggings or if i right. you know what i mean or whatever that like again it's all for a period of time and you can change and i believe this that you can change and you can be whatever you want whenever you want to you decide You decide if you get up and do that cardio. You decide if you give 100%. You decide if you give 50%. And that is why, like, with my people, like, they know when they train with me that I expect them to be their best self. But I know that it's only when they're ready to. And so I'm here to support for however long that takes them. We'll eventually get there. You know, we're rowing in the boat. We're going to get to the other side. It's up to you if we go real fast or we go real slow. And I'll take you at whatever point in your journey you're in because I've been at any point of that journey. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And every person does go at a different pace because they have to because certain mindset switches have to change. Taking a client from someone, there's a body image spectrum and I had someone come on the podcast and talk about it. But the body image spectrum, if you go to a place where you hate your body, you can't even look at yourself mm-hmm. in the mirror. You have to take baby steps to then first at least be able to, let's say, Find maybe how working out impacts you in other positive ways, maybe that doesn't relate to your body initially or body image, I mean, but you're like, oh, I feel stronger. Oh, my back pain's gone away. Like these are things I've experienced with clients that have started in that mindset and they start to appreciate, oh, I see what it's doing for me. So it helps them add here a little bit more. And then as they start to get their long-term results they want and change one little piece at a time, then they start to see what they initially went in for but they can do it in a more positive light because as you said shedding away the tar well yeah and I think that too everyone has this misconception uh, when they first get into a journey that like okay when I lose the weight like I'll feel better and then I'll be good you have to find things in small nuggets and small gems throughout like you said so for me with my clients I want them to feel strong and empowered yes but also I want their intentions to change I want Mm -hmm. their language to change Mm -hmm. like we don't say and everyone can say what they want when they train people or whatever but like we don't say FAT we don't say S-K-I-N-N-Y. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't describe ourselves like in those in other ways that society might see us or might say that uh, we focus on like, again, I've had clients come to me, say that they're larger body. And I'm like, sweetheart, you're not larger bodied. You know what I mean? Or like larger framed. And right. I'm like, 
you are you know what I mean but like yeah. but, but again it's because society has warped that into them or someone told them that when they were three you know what I mean or yeah. seven years old and have always stuck with them and I'm like no mm-hmm. like that is not you so it's like so we're changing the mindset we're changing the vision in how we see ourselves yeah and that's the most important thing mm-hmm. I feel like um so no that's definitely is and also another thing I wanted to ask you about today is yeah. I know last year you didn't have a drop of alcohol right correct yes yeah. so I um yeah so when I started prepping for my show so I went uh it was July 20 what was it 21 or whatever when I started getting I got my coach and it was after my birthday mm-hmm. and so I was like okay and I didn't say anything to anybody and I was still drinking and I was still like Doing some things, whatever, and and I wasn't really following the plan to a T, you know, still having kind of like excess stuff or a little bit. And it wasn't until like April when I finally was like, kick it in gear, like, let's go, you know, what yes, I mean? stop yes. the nonsense. But it was January when I had given up alcohol. So I, I took it in a very slow approach. Mm-hmm. So starting July 2021, stopped having like kind of the nonsense excess, whatever, just like extra pizza or extra whatever, you know. And then from there, um, you know, I was I stopped having alcohol in like mid January. Mm-hmm. I went out with my best friend. It was for a birthday. Had a great night. Didn't get sad. Didn't whatever. I just had the alcohol to have it. And then was like, I'm good. And then next, I got to work and got to work out. So you know, from there, so I took it from a small approach, right? And versus like these people who do preps for. 10 weeks and they just like go hard and then like you know what I mean yes. put all the weight back on so I just did not want to do that so I took a basically a full year mm-hmm. of conditioning and things like that but it wasn't until like April when everything really kicked in gear with that to where I was like okay let's like get serious and so that's when like a lot of my changes started to really come through May June July and then did my shows in August um and you know just reshape my body and stuff but yeah with the alcohol uh, it was it was used against me a lot because I was just getting so sad with the grief. And if anyone who's listening has gone through grief, like I, I know it's you might feel like, you know, that nobody understands and like no one's been there with you. And a lot of times they can't. They don't know. They don't understand. So I, I highly suggest getting with a grief group. That's what I did. Um, and we just did virtual, you know, and that's what you can go and join. And they have plenty of groups for free that you can join really weekly. Um, and there's women's only. There's men. You know, there's families. There's loss of a pet. There's loss of a uh, sibling. There's I mean, they're, they're very specific groups. Um, and so I really liked that. Um, and that really helped me. But I just realized that from hearing like their stories too and just like that whatever that like a lot of people use alcohol as a crutch mm-hmm. and I've always used it as a crutch to peer pressure to feel more comfortable to do this and I never really liked it that much but I would throw it back you know mm-hmm. and uh and then when even like for me around this time that I'm talking about July or July to that April time frame or to the January time frame I didn't it wasn't like I was drinking every day mm-hmm. But it was like maybe like twice a week or something and or like with friends. And it was just like I would get so sad and I would just cry. <laughs> and, uh-huh. I, and I was, you know what I mean? And it yeah. was just not serving me. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have to wake up apologizing the next day. And I'm like, I'm over this. Like, I'm definitely not an alcoholic by any means. But it was just like I didn't feel like it served me. And then I'm like, I'm working this hard in the gym for what? To mm-hmm. sit there and have alcohol sit on me for like, you know, a couple of days right. and just feel gross. Like, this isn't worth it. I have bigger goals. I have bigger dreams. And so. 
for me, it was just a habit. It was a routine that I wanted to get out of. And so, yeah, it was January, I think, 16th is when it was the last day. Uh, that's crazy. That's the last time I had a sip of alcohol. Look at that, January girl. 16th. Whoa, that's crazy. That. Yeah, because yeah. my friend's birthday and then the yeah. next day. So, and then, um, so it's been a full, yeah, over a year now. Um, and uh, and that was, you know, and congrats to you as well, yeah. um, you know, on that. Because even if someone's listening there two days in, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter the time frame. It just matters that the intention behind it is that, like, you know, whatever your raising was, right. is that you just, you want to be better. And I truly believe that like the more focused, the more clear I can be. And I, I just don't want to let anything have control over my life or me use as a crutch. And it's hard. I'll tell you, like in terms of not the alcohol necessarily, but like the food, the that, the running a business, being a female, being yes. young in yes. this industry. Living in Nashville. Living in Nashville. All the things <laughs> yeah. like they all like. I mean, it's rough. Yeah. I, and I'm sure you can you can imagine, oh, you yeah. know, you go through it as well. But it's like, you know, so would it be easier to be able to like at the end of the night, like have a drink or have the pizza or have the things or whatever? And again, guys, don't get it wrong. I do have pizza from time to time. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's all about balance. But again, if I like I tell my clients, if they tell me like, hey, I can't like last night I had some cake or whatever. I'm like, OK, was the intention? Did you have it because your husband stressed you out? Did you have it because your work stressed you out or did you have it because you just wanted to? Again, cool with either way, but like, what is it? And they'll be like, oh, I just wanted it. I'm like, all right, owned it. Move on. Yeah. It's done. It happened. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, so it's, I, yeah. it's just kind of like understanding why you're doing those things. Like, mm-hmm. why are you like maybe on a dating app or like, why are you like reaching out to that boy all the time? Like, like, what is the like, what is the root of it? Yes. And so for me to be my best, I had to identify all of those those things and those triggers and those like ways and the things that like I was repairing within myself Mm -hmm. and I was kind of masking by using you know uh, guys or this or that or alcohol or food or whatever that I did not want to continue doing for the rest of my life right yeah so for me I'll tell you a bit about my journey because I have more questions too as I'm in the process of mine yeah so I've I've given up alcohol for periods of time Mm -hmm. especially uh, training for powerlifting because it does affect strength Mm -hmm. and I've definitely gone I went six weeks September to October and I physically felt the best so I've been struggling with a lot of gut health issues Uh and like celiac disease first had I first stopped eating gluten yeah um dairy followed but I still have dairy every now and then but with gluten that was already hard enough socially for me and still is but now I've gotten to a place where it is truly mourning and acceptance with and that was the case with gluten and so now in my head when I was New Year's Day this year yeah I'd gotten I had a lot of shots yeah yeah yeah. I got sick on the way to the airport. Oh, no. And sick right before the plane. I can't imagine. <laughs> it was so bad. And my mom, she was driving me to the airport, and, and she felt bad. Like, I think my par- my mom and sister, I think they didn't realize when I said I wasn't feeling good. Like, they didn't understand. <laughs> no, you're like, I'm not feeling good. Yeah. Like, this is bad. <laughs> Being in a car was bad. And I don't, I don't binge like that often or hadn't. I kind of just went ham in December, just, like, letting myself go in a positive way. Like, I was like, I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to worry about it i'm always worrying about it yes. so let me not worry about it 100%. and then and, and then essentially that day it was on the on new year's day i told my mom i was like i can't do this anymore i don't feel like my best self like i can't i can't do this this isn't me yeah. this isn't me this isn't how i want to show up and i always would wake up after a, a, a crazy night if i if i had a crazy night yes. out or sometimes it was just three drinks and I would wake up and just not feel great and physically dealing with like autoimmune issues. I'd feel swollen in my face, my joints. And for my, me, mine's health related, but also just not feeling like my best self. And so it is different socially, but 
but I think it's a great social experiment. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so I had a friend's birthday on the night of the 15th and another one the next day on Uh the 16th. And then I'm ready to take a break. And I'm thankful for the friends that are supportive of that. And I think friends just should be supportive of whatever people friends yes, other friends should. want to do with their body because <laughs> yes. it's their body their choice like in that yep. manner of what you eat what you drink and we can't push our beliefs on other people right and just because i stopped drinking alcohol doesn't mean my friends should or shouldn't have any less fun so i'm curious one do you still drink no uh, okay you still don't okay great <laughs> yeah. and then two how was overcoming those social pressures what was that like for you and how do you navigate them to this day yeah, so I actually, so I gone through spurts like that before too, where I think the, the longest I'd gone without it was nine months. And um, it was always rooted in like a weight loss journey or something like that, right? And um, genuinely, I would always like kind of give up. Like after that, I was like, okay, like I'm good now or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And go back to old habits. With this, I've pretty much been in prep this entire time. Like even like when you're out of prep, quote unquote, you're still in prep if you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. So I've still been on a meal plan. Like I haven't gone off of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've had time for the holidays, like, like a day or two. But, like, I have been on it since I have started this journey. So with that, you know, going into a year and a half, going on two years, you know, for this next show, it is socially, it is difficult because the people who I was hanging out with, they did all those things. And they knew how to, quote unquote, control it because they did it more regularly, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a celebration. Let's go hard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like if you don't have cookies for like a year. And then yeah. you're like, let's have more cookies. Like, let's have all of them. You know, so um, that was like not the right approach or whatever. But for me, you know, socially, I have learned now that like it's not a trigger for me. Like someone even I was talking to earlier it was like, oh, hey, well, if, when we go out, like I won't drink around you or whatever. I'm like, if you want to drink, like you drink. Mm-hmm. But like just know that like I'm not going to. It doesn't affect me like that because it wasn't. Now, if you eat a cookie in front of me, like, we might have some problems. Yes. Like, if it's, my, if it's my favorite kind, right, you know? Yeah. Um, it's always cookies and, for me, yes, too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like, and and um, so it's just, like, knowing those things that you can handle and what you can't. And, like, for me with the meal prep plans and stuff, like, I'll, like, make sure I eat before I go somewhere or make sure that I tailor my weeks to where I go out on a Saturday night mm-hmm. where I can have a little bit higher in the carbs and th- things like that. But, yeah, I, I think that it's just, again – sticking with it because there's such a beauty in or sticking with yourself essentially because there's such a beauty in being able to say like like to show others that like you are capable of this you know and set that example and I'm I have felt always that like God put me on this earth to set the example and to be that person that people can be like wow like she not like oh she's got all together she's perfect nothing like that but just that like you can accomplish these things like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not for not of a like a want, but it's just a, I know it doesn't serve me. So it's not the route I'm going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just, again, it's taking a lot of scheduling, a lot of planning. Um, but like even like more recently, I've been more intentional having family over, having friends over. Um, now that I'm in my house and stuff, yes. I can like have people for a bonfire. So like yeah. doing that, like, and that's been really beautiful. And there was no alcohol involved. And um, like, just again, you know, Setting that example and, and surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and don't doubt you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really hard in this fitness community because there's so many people that they don't believe you can do it. It's like, oh, you do it, but or like, oh, that happened, but you know what I mean? And uh, and so it's, again, not caring whether whether which way. Like if I have people who support me or don't support me, it doesn't matter. I'm still I still know that, like, I have my regimen. I'm going to do it. 
I still know because at the end of the day, I live in my body. I got to feel it. I love me, that line. You know what I mean? Like yes. me making, me, me drinking that shot it would only like help you not me like it doesn't you yes. know what i mean like it'll help you feel more comfortable yeah, but it'll help not me here feel for less you. comfortable exactly like, exactly and i think that more women need to be empowered by that and not feel like oh well they, they just they brought the they brought the cake for me and you know i felt like i needed to eat it like no no and especially again being gluten-free i literally yeah. i can just say i'm sorry i can't have that thank you for offering i think that's the other thing too is my old self and i don't know if you can relate to this at all too I used to have the people pleaser tendency. Yes. So I would say yes to things all the time, but that wasn't what was best for me. And right. so it's choosing to do what's best for you and finding the right people in your circle, as yes. you've mentioned, to support you in that. Mm -hmm. And for those that can't support you in that, then maybe they're not for you yeah. anymore. And that's okay. That's okay because things change and you can change your mind. And then you kind of learn what your true circle is too and who aligns with you. It's about... Um, being around people maybe that share similar values. And if they have different values, that's okay as long as they respect that and you respect the difference between them. No, so I, I love that. And and it is it is a journey, guys. And, and for anyone that is listening, especially if you're like a female entrepreneur mm -hmm. or whatever, and I'm sure you can relate to, like it can be very lonely. This whole lifestyle regimen can be lonely. You could be the only person in your office or you can be the only person like doing in your job or who, wherever you're at listening to this right now, like, like that doesn't want to eat the the stuff you know mm -hmm. what i mean or that does say hey i'm just gonna have this or i packed my lunch or whatever and they may laugh at you i had people laugh at me i had people try to always tempt me with stuff and like oh well, obviously you want this food you know and things like that that were very hurtful and uh when i when i was not and i wasn't even obese and i wasn't even overweight like you know i was just not the typical stereotypical size so again you know people are going to say things to you that are not the best at any point in your journey guys even at your smallest and whatever so you have to decide if you're gonna like stand up for yourself or if you're just gonna keep on keeping on with the same right. stuff and being frustrated and hold on to that resentment that's tar that we were talking about before danny thank you so much for coming out here we're gonna yeah. start with some of our closing questions and i know you've been walking down broadway oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your little microphone asking people mm -hmm. what their favorite part about their body is so i want to yeah. ask you in return what's your favorite part about your body hey girl <laughs> you already know um, my legs are, my, are definitely my favorite part um they have got me through a lot and with my left leg being numb for th mm -hmm. those years and everything like that it just gives me such an appreciation but my legs have helped me jump do my flips do my tricks you know um now i'm in a wellness division for bodybuilding and, yeah. and that space you know they base you off your booty and your legs you know um is the main part in it and so i always say that is my favorite part but yeah i've been asking them what they love if they love their body or you know what they love about their body and a lot of people have said nothing and wow. i'm like this is the problem That's you know so like this is the, what we have um mm -hmm. and so it was a great research and I love doing it and mm. I'm going to continue I think doing different type of interviews stuff like that yeah. um, but even like for me you know I find appreciation with everything I got going on my arms my booty my back like even when I didn't have a booty I still loved it you know like it's yeah. just like again it's 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 all about like like I saw someone on the way here and I, this is so depressing but I saw some I saw two kids in wheelchairs you know and just mm. like one was um just like not mentally there and the other was but couldn't move his body and I was just like oh my gosh like you know how grateful I am that I can move because I love movement I've always loved movement no matter the size no matter what um and truthfully like it is it that is why like I love my body because I'm strong yes. and I you know even if I 
like even if I didn't lift super heavy at one point or whatever, I still know I'm a strong, you know, I mm-hmm. had a strong frame ever since I was young. And I just am so thankful for that. Um, and even though some might look at that as like, you know, whatever, I know that it's beautiful. And I know that all bodies in different sizes, you know, are beautiful. And that's what we need to be celebrating. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important that people ask themselves that question, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't even have to do it every day, but just say to themselves, kind of check in and be like, yeah. what do I love? Yes. You know, because even in my yoga class, I taught a yoga class this morning and I have really tried to at the end when they're laying down in Shavasana I'll say and your body has worked so hard for you not only today but this week this year and your whole life now is a moment in time that you can relax you can allow your body to relax and you can appreciate it for everything and all that it does for you yes I really I hope that they can focus on that or at least um, note that and that's just something overall that I think I would want others to really think about and reflect on is what does your body do for you? What do you love most that your body can do for you? What is your favorite part about yourself from the inside? What Mm -hmm. is something that you appreciate about yourself that maybe isn't related to movement? Oh yeah. Um, definitely my, well, I would say my ability to stay positive amongst all the nonsense and everything of uh, of just, you know, just being torn down. It feels like all the time and things like that. It does. It can weigh on you and it could take over your life. And I've seen it take over people's lives mm-hmm. and I've seen people turn very negative. And so if something in me continually can stay and move forward and stay positive. Um, so that spirit, I guess, I would say, um, or, or I would say my ability to continually and it's actually me use a bad thing, but like my work ethic, mm-hmm. I don't stop. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I continually. I mean, like, I noticed that from the get go. I'm like, yeah. if there's one thing I can pick up from mm-hmm. you, I know you have a strong drive. But yeah. the world can hate on us for having a strong work ethic. Yes. Or being a type A, whatever it is. And I think that's where it's just keeping it in check. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with being passionate and about having a vision and going after yeah. it. And and really just going some people are like how i don't know how you do everything you do and yeah. I, I mean i guess are you single oh uh, well yeah <laughs> I, i'll leave that out yes yeah yeah. No, you're, you're good. Say it. Yeah. yeah yeah no i'm single but yeah um, no same well i think that for me also has just i have space to do more oh, essentially yeah. too and so no yeah. and, that, and that's a beautiful thing though too and that shouldn't be looked at as a negative either no and anyone that does again it's it's that's not for them to decide and mm-hmm. honestly like i am like dating and things like that but for me it's going to take a real exceptional person and mm-hmm. someone that just gets it goes with the vibe and understands yes and i think that god will bring that into my life when the time is right Amen. um but for me like that is not a i'm not seeking that out just like i'm not seeking out validation from others i'm not seeking you know whatever all these other things i am continually just working on what i know i can do best and that's help others um you know and set the example and just again continually prove to myself that i can accomplish amazing and incredible things mm-hmm. you know as long as i just decide to yeah <laughs> you know yes and it no. really can be that simple and uh, yes it's hard work but you just have to decide Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to decide, decide to do a podcast, decide yep. to start a business yep. and you believe in yourself. So yeah. it's all just like one big <laughs> thing. And my last and final question for you yeah. today is what are your most important three health habits? Oh, OK. Um, I guess three health habits. Um, 
So definitely um, for me, recovery. So Epsom salt, ice bath, all of that, uh, massages, that is a huge thing for me. Just with injury and even without, even if you haven't been injured, guys, like go do it now. Like start now. Don't wait till something happens. Um, the other thing I would say is eating um, every three to four hours uh, because for me, I had a slow metabolism and I've had to build that up like a credit score. It takes forever. And when you've been on diets all your life and been put on programs, it is very challenging. Um, and so for me, like that is a natural way to increase my metabolism by eating more throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, smaller meals. And then the other thing I would say, and it's what worked for me. And then the other thing I would say is just moving like moving my body in some way, shape or form each day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that is a walk or that is a Stairmaster or that is strength training or whatever it might be. Um, you know, for me, that that would probably be the other the other thing um and i will add a fourth one on there just for mental clarity for the health stuff for mental health um speaking kindly to myself you know each day is important because it can be like a wow i can't believe you didn't do this or uh you're behind on this or oh man why why haven't you done that or you know all these questions and then it's just like girl like you did this today you did that today you need to appreciate you need to understand that you are incredible and like you do amazing things so even though maybe you feel like society doesn't see it or they haven't picked it up yet or this or whatever right it doesn't matter because you're going to keep doing it and you're keep fighting for what you want and like people will recognize and they will I mean you know I never thought that anybody would believe in me from the beginning and and so many people now do and that's so great but it's just because I just kept doing what I knew I was supposed to do when you believe in what you do mm-hmm. others see that yes they they believe in you too and so having that self-confidence in yourself just goes a long way so Danny thank you so much you gave yeah. us so many seeds <laughs> of wisdom today oh I'm so glad so I really appreciate it I think the Thanks, audience will Jesse. really appreciate it and uh, any last words for the audience today? Uh, guys, if you want to, you know, check out any of my stuff, uh, Dandy Fitness One on Instagram and TikTok and all platforms. Um, so it's Dandy Fitness number one. Um, and then my website is dandyfitness.com. So just if you want to go read any of the articles or see any of that stuff, you know, the tire flip, um, I'm all about just like positivity, you know, and loving yourself throughout and just finding you know, ways to help the community. Mm-hmm. So with MoveFit pop-ups, you know, with the Fight Energy Booster, yes. anything to help people um, get their vitamins in an easy way, you know, just so many different things. Um, and even like freeways, like listening mm-hmm. to my podcast, like the Love Your Body podcast. I've had a lot of, you know, great interviews, a lot of cool things on there mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, any of that, guys, it all is supportive. Um, and if you are, you know, getting your movement in and stuff like that, like by all means, you can always tag me for accountability. I do that with people all the time yes. all over in different states. And it's just special to see go give her a follow and go listen to her podcast i'll link (laughs) i'll link her instagram and a lot of her socials below thank you as well as her podcast i appreciate it great to listen to thank you thank (laughs) you so much if there's anything that you want to hear or listen to please send me a dm on instagram at badass mind body podcast for future reference all podcasts go live at 5 a.m every single monday And if you want to hear more about the upcoming guests, then hit the follow button on Badass Mind and Body.